Hello and welcome into The Bench Press, here to bring you everything from school sport results to featured guest interviews. Are your hosts Adam Hoy, Keani Forsyth, Jackson Spencer, Mitch Absalon and Will Clift. We are the voice of James Nash School Sport. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into the second episode of the Bench Press podcast. I'm here with Kiani, who's already laughing, so it's our second take of the very basic intro. How are you doing, Kiani? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. There's just the two of us today. Uh, I'm not sure where Mitch is. I was giving him raps before about how good his memory is, and yeah, he'll remember to rock up, but we are recording on Thursday rather than Friday due to Gimpy Show holiday, and that's not being here. Kiani and I both got to see a game each this week. There were only two games, the under-13s versus Good Samaritan down at their new college in Bly Bly. And Keanu went down and watched the under-15s play at Moose and Dolphins Oval against St. Teresa's. Yes. Very cool. So that means the Opens, under-16s, under-14s all had buys this week. That's correct? I think so. Yeah, we'll go with that. Excellent. We're on the ball. So we're going to crack on about Monday's game to start with. This was the under-13s playing. I got down there after work just in time for the end of the first half, and we've got some comments on that pretty much straight away. So we're down here at Good Samaritan Catholic College for round four of the boys' rugby series. We've got the under-13s playing here, one of only two Nash teams playing this week. The under-15s playing at Noosa on Wednesday. We're just rounding down the end of the first half. At the moment, Nash are in front, 5-0. And as I say that, the Good Samaritan inside centre takes a run from 30 metres out off a line out to tie it up at 5-all. So before we start analysing those comments, Keanu's just reminded me that Mitch is actually in Toowoomba. So I'm sorry, Mitch, it was actually my memory that forgot that, which is stock standard. So yeah, I got their beautiful college down there in Blyblyfe, a good Samaritan. And the Nash boys, the biggest positive I saw straight away is 22 players down there, which is awesome to see for the youngsters. And they were up 5-0 when I got there, and I may have been the bad, bad luck charm because almost straight away, good Samaritan, as you just heard, scored. They did convert that try, and they scored another one before half time to be leading 14-5 into the break. Um. At this age, it's all about learning the game and learning through experience. And one of the key things that under-13s are allowed to do that other age groups aren't, um, Keanu's going to talk to you about now. Oh, for under-13s, you are actually able to referee and coach at the same time, which Mr. Morrison did do on Monday night, which I reckon was a bit impressive to be able to balance both. Yeah, he definitely had his hands full because it's it's a hard job refereeing by itself. It's a hard job coaching by itself, let alone being out there with 40, pretty much 12-year-olds teaching the game of rugby and refereeing at the same time. So a lot of the penalties, the boys weren't sure what they were for, but he did a very good job in explaining them. So well done, Mr. Morrison. I got to listen to the halftime comments. The two main key points were when defending, being up, on the line of the last feet of the ruck. So if you're not a rugby union follower, a little bit different to rugby league and touch football where you have to 
backtrack a specific distance to be able to be on side. In rugby union, you've just got to be in line with the back of the ruck where the ball is at on the ground. And a lot of the Nash boys were dropping back up to 15 metres at stages, which created some gaps in the back lines. And this is just all through learning. So Mr. Morrison was key to point that out. And then also, and Keanu's going to bring you in and, and tell you a little bit about this, the importance of clean ball at the base of the ruck and what to do with that. Oh, so I believe that it's if you do have the opportunity with the good ball and all that, that you use your backline to recycle it through the team and use an advantage, use the advantage of having a good ball and be able to play fluently and really play to your strengths. Couldn't have said it better myself. And Mr. Morrison was saying that based on the first half, when Nash started to tire towards the end of the half, they were very much like a school of fish all in behind the ruck, very bunched, no one in the back line, even, even though there was space out there because Good Samaritan were doing a similar thing, although to not as an ex, uh, to not the same extent. So in the second half, there were the two things Mr. Morrison wanted the boys to work on. Unfortunately, the other team decided to do those two things and Nash didn't. So every time Good Samaritan got the ball in the second half, they do three forward runs, clear out the ruck very easily. Oh, sorry, not very easily, very cleanly. Nash boys did put up a fight. They got clean ball and they ripped it out to their back line. Now, they did have one outstanding player in their inside centre. He was quite a big boy and a bit of speed. The downside is Nash didn't get the memo of setting up a back line. So there were literally times where it was a four on one. And they repeated that four or five times. The other thing they did really well this is Good Samaritan. We're up on the line defensively behind the ruck. So we take this game maybe as a learning experience from the boys at Nash, and we talked about it after the game. Mr. Morrison pointed out Good Samaritan end up running out winners 42-5, so a bit of a blowout score in the end there. But for the Nash boys, there were still smiles, there was still fun going on, and it was a learning experience overall. I'm going to put it to Keani on the spot here. This sounds something similar to your first experiences in rugby, what? Two years ago here now? Grade nine? Uh, it'll be three. Three? Really? Grade eight. Wait, what am I in? Eleven. Oh, gosh, here we go. Anyway, <laughs> when Keanu first got introduced to rugby, uh, I was coaching at that stage, and she was one of our new players. Pretty much what I was getting at, how hard is it to learn the game of rugby union coming from a touch football background where you're having to backpedal after a touch and all that sort of stuff, the technicalities yeah, of the game. It's definitely a bit of a shock to the system because I'm pretty sure for the first couple of weeks I was very unsure, so I'd go back and then I'd be yelled at to come back forward. Keanu, move up, move up. It's very different when you go from training to games because it's a totally different environment and you're thinking about 20 other things and you just sort of going off memory, which for me was touch, so obviously it wasn't the correct thing. But, yeah, you know, really thinking it's a totally different experience all around. And that was pretty much a, a perfect example of what we're doing in Year 11 PE at the moment, so well done. So thanks, County, for that. I can't, I can't up your marks on that face. I'm sorry. And then so the boys went down 42-5, but after the game, I think the most common question was, where's the closest Maccas to here? Because on most Nash road trips for rugby, you always have a Maccas stop on the way home. So being a local down that way, I had to help them out before I headed home. So then the under 
15s, I was going to say 14s, played on Wednesday against St. Teresa's, like we mentioned earlier. And I wasn't able to get down to this game. And then in our bench press lesson yesterday, Keanu said, oh, by the way, I'm going down to the game tomorrow. I've sorted out my travel arrangements. I'll be able to take the notes and give you a report tomorrow. That was awesome. So Keanu's going to have a go at leading this one because we have some good news. Yes, so the under-15s won. The short, the score, we are a little unsure of because I did get a little bit... Distracted. Distracted. Distracted a bit. So I believe it was 27. I definitely know the other team had seven, but I'm not completely sure on Nash's conversions. But it was actually a pretty good game. There were a lot of penalties off Nash, but they did not let that thumb down their spirits a bit. What were the, uh, was there a, a trend to the penalties? Was it a, the same sort of, let's say, what's the word I'm looking for? Was it the same rule they were breaking continuously or was it a, a mixture? I do believe that it was the same rule. My memory is not 100% sure, but I do believe that it was a lot of the same penalties. But Teresa did get some as well. So also, I'd feed off, like playing the ball in the yeah, rack, all the, all the usual stuff we see at this age group. Yeah, pretty much all the general learning things that they currently are trying to understand. And I believe there was a sin binning in this game. Yes, so there was like a yellow card pretty much, I don't know, five minutes before the end of the game for a high tackle. Ooh, juicy. Who got sent off? Was it Nash being sent off? Yes, or? it was Nash was sent off oh. five minutes before the end of the game for a high tackle. But Man. they lent into it, so, you know, it could be their fault. Coming from a completely biased view and for not being there, all I've heard was that James Nash boy was taller than the other boy and couldn't quite get down to get to a safe height to make the tackle. You've got to cut these big guys some slack, all right? And it's funny coming for us because we're both like four foot tall if you combine us. So a good win there for the Nash boys. Uh, 20 points scored at least. We're looking at four tries to one. Not sure of the conversions uh, overall. How did Nash score their points? Was it a, uh, a forward-dominated or backline? Their backline, I will say they're getting their ball out was a little bit slow, which definitely, when it came to their backline, didn't really help a whole lot with their scoring. But I do believe there was a whole run pretty much from at least three-quarter field from the other side, which was pretty impressive. Wow. He had like two Always good to score one of those. Him, which was pretty good, but they didn't... Always, the ball never really got out to the wings from what I saw, purely based on how long it took to get the ball out. Their wings weren't overly used because they didn't really get the opportunity. And that, that seems to be a trend with our Nash rugby teams over the last couple of years that I noticed. Until they get to the open level, uh, the boys tend to do it a little more so than the girls. But the girls' skills in the backline throwing passing uh, and the long passes especially have been building over the last couple of seasons. But with the boys, again, at Nash at the moment, it seems to be focused on forward dominance and utilising plays around the line out and ball possession to, to move upfield as opposed to ripping the ball wide and trying to expose space. So I guess that's the next uh, level or style of coaching that we want to bring into Nash and see how the kids respond to that. So at the end of round four, we have a win to speak about, which is really nice, and a loss to speak about with buys for the other age groups. And looking ahead to round five, 
Okay, so all five James Nash teams are in action in round five and all at Jake, Jack Stokes, so a complete home slate uh, for Nash. Uh, County's going to take us through the fixtures. Uh, so you have under 15s at four o'clock, four o'clock versus St. John's. Then we have the under 13s uh, versus Flinders at 4.55, followed by under 14s at 5.40 against Flinders again, and under 16s at 6.35 v Flinders, and then your opens at 7.30 against Flinders once again. Well, a bit of a late game there for the opens. I might have to miss that one, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll definitely be out and about down at Jack Stokes Oval. So if you see us um, walking around, having a look, watching the game, come and say hi. Uh, let us know what your game day experience has been like. And we'll definitely get two of these games filmed and send back to the coaches. And then we'll be able, we'll be able to give you an update on results this time next week. And we'll be looking at only two more rounds to go after that before we start looking at the finals picture. So this has been The Bench Press. My name's Adam. My name's Yanni. And thanks for listening to us. We'll see you next time.